Scanning. Identity authorized. Welcome to the Secret Superhero Club Podcast Network. Welcome to the Animation Station Podcast. Your home for discussions and debates about all things animation. Each week, we'll rank, review, and revel in animated shows from yesterday and today, and from around the world. So grab your Acme slingshot, set your mobile suit to autopilot, and put on your mouse ears. The Animation Station Podcast begins now. I'm reading a book right now. Yeah. Um, Dreams and Shadows by Robert Cargill. Okay. Fantastic book. What is it? Um, it's kind of like a fairy-ish, like our first fairy tale-ish. No, fairy-ish. Fairy. Like with the fae. Okay. So, see, I say fae, and you got it. So uh, <laughs> that's how I know you're a nerd like me. You know what fae that. are. So uh, yeah, it's about the fae, okay. and you know, basically everything is real so like there's mm-hmm. gin in this movie okay. or in this book mm-hmm. so there's gin there's angels and the angels are freaking hilarious because they're like man god left this sucks let's get drunk so they're kind of like from dogma pretty much okay yeah Got so they're, they're like the uh sometimes when castiel gets a little bit plastered in supernatural mm. that's how they turn good times he's just like good time man don't have anything to do this sucks could watch over people, but eh, they, they're, nah. they're jerks. Nah. Alrighty. Cool. Alright, Gavin. So, this is episode number six. I think we're on six, of yeah. Of the Animation Station. Half a dozen. Yeah. Didn't I hear that the that most podcasts either last six episodes or six months, and then they're kaput? And then they're dead, yeah. Alright, well, we get through this one, and we've reached milestone one. Yeah. Yes. Milestone one. Excellent. We won't put another one out for seven months, and then then come back episode seven. (laughs) Just to be safe. So yeah, so this is episode six of the Animation Station podcast. (laughs) It's usually at the end of the podcast that I can't talk. That's true. You lose it towards the end. All right, start all over. This is episode seven. This is an episode seven. (laughs) Dang it! We're going to have a blooper reel on oh, this one. Oh, man. All right. Thanks for listening. to. Ep- We're not even done. <laughs> oh, God. I'm bad. Gavin, do it. All right. Welcome to Animation Station. This is episode six. How's it going, Josh? I'm great. How's it going, Gavin? I'm great, too. That's We're going to awesome. talk about a fun movie today. I'm really excited about this one. Yes, this was your pick. It was my and pick. And I'm glad you picked this movie. Yeah? I, I hadn't seen it. Like, my background with this movie, my school took us to go see this movie when I was, I don't even know how old that would be. Well, math. it was 1998. 1998. Mm-hmm. So math. Um, I would have been 10. Nice. Yeah, that would have been my 10. Yeah, ex- okay. exactly on the day of my 10th birthday. Nice. I was born December 18th. So everything that comes out December 18th, mm-hmm. I love. Like there was, this came out. Mm-hmm. Um, I think one or two of the Lord of the Rings movies came out. Okay. Force Awakens came out. Oh on the yeah, 18th. that was the 18th. Excellent. See, I get. Awesome, awesome birthday stuff. I'm always cool. week before Christmas. And so your class went? Like, uh, went the whole class? school. They took the whole entire wow. school. Which, again, that's like 100 kids, so it's not like a bunch. I would be willing to guess it was a religious school. No. <laughs> yeah. That's cool, bit. though. That's, yeah, so that's they quite took a birthday treat. Yeah, nice. I think I may have seen it. I think it's probably been 12, 13 years since I last saw this movie. Mm-hmm. And listening to the music, yeah. I remembered all of it. It's, like, it's oh, got yeah, really yeah. good music, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So in case you guys missed it, we are talking about the Prince of Egypt today. Yes. From DreamWorks Animation, and um, I uh, don't want to get a whole lot into history about it. Um, it's huh, a that's pretty... what I'm here for, guys. Yeah, no, I mean, if you have questions about the Book of Exodus, <laughs> just let me know. No, I mean not the history of Exodus. I mean, I think most people know the history of Exodus, but I'm talking about DreamWorks and and the movie itself. Um, but it was basically the first greenlit animated project from DreamWorks once they started. 
it didn't come out first. That crappy movie Ants came out before it. Uh, but this that one had was Woody there. Allen in it. Mm-hmm. Yes, and it uh, Sylvester Stallone. Yeah, it was it was something else. They were trying to um, compete with A Bug's Life from Pixar, and I don't think they did a very good job. Mm. Anyway, then they came out with Prince of Egypt, and oh my gosh, did they hit the nail on the head? Yes. Because it is one of the most fantastic animated movies of all time. I think it's right up there with the best uh, animated films of the 90s, which is saying something because that's when you had all those Titanic films that Disney put out. And this movie has captivated me from the first time that I saw it. I think that it is an amazing retelling of probably one of the most famous stories throughout the world. I mean, it's a story that kind of shaped a lot of the world. Um, You know, it stemmed a lot of the cultural and religious ideals in the western hemisphere and in the middle east and so it's been told before and it you would think it would be just you know another joseph or moses story and you know about the book of exodus but they do such a great job of bringing that to life and all the drama and the adventure and um the intense events of that story and i think they do it so well with pacing, with Mm -hmm. action, with incredible effects, with beautiful art, with wonderful music. It is so well done, top to bottom. And I'm just always impressed with it. Every time I see it, I think it stands up today to the the best animation of today. The Mm -hmm. effects that went into it, the CG. Here's what I think about Prince of Egypt. I think it might be the very best blending of 2D and, and 3D animation. It is seamless. Yeah. You know, so many of those Disney movies that I love from the 90s have moments where they bring in a CG element and it stands out like a sore thumb. And I'm thinking of like the ballroom scene in Beauty and the Beast. Yeah, Clearly, is just a little too slick for the rest of the mm-hmm. film. You've got the um, Cave of Wonders escape in Aladdin where all the walls are flying by and they're yeah. clearly lit a little bit differently because they're CG. Uh, the, the, uh, what's the, the Hydra in Hercules. Oh, God, the Hydra. That's know, it, probably the worst part of that It sticks out a movie. lot. And then you come to Prince of Egypt and you, I think of the water effects and some of the smoke and magic effects. Oh, and... dude, the smoke and stuff. Like the, uh, when he sticks his... Uh staff mm-hmm. in uh the nile yeah and it, just, it turns into blood that is so freaking good incredibly good all of the water effects yeah. are unbelievable in that movie and i think they did things that disney couldn't even do because they they made a concerted effort to do it and they put in i mean back then rendering time for cg animation was epic and you know it, it just took them so long just to render some of those scenes and the fact that they were willing to do it, to put in the work, to make it so spectacular has a huge payoff. I think this movie in my book is the most epic animated movie. I can see that. I yeah. mean, that's just the art and the casting. The casting the for casting the movie epic. is ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. um, let's see. Let's, let's pull this yeah, up let's, here. Let's name them all. We've got... Um, I'll, I'll I'll say their the actors' names. You can tell me who they. You just tell me who they played. I'll try and remember all the character names. Yes. Um, we've got Val Kilmer. Okay, he plays both Moses and God. You know, oh, double billing. Do, no, that's pretty cool. Is He's that like, where he became uh, the Val Kilmer that we know and love today? Probably. <laughs> he was like, okay, so I'm gonna play Moses. Yeah. I feel like I should play someone a little bit higher too. <laughs> do you want to play God? Yes, yeah, yes, I do. do. <laughs> um, we've got uh, Ralph Fiennes. Yeah, he plays Ramsey. Good old Voldemort. Uh, yeah. Michelle Pfeiffer. Sephora, who becomes Moses' wife. Uh, Sandra Bullock. Here's his sister, Miriam. Mother frickin' Ian Malcolm, Jeff Goldblum yeah, himself. he plays brother Aaron. Uh, we've got Danny Glover. In his best movie, and he plays Jethro. No, I don't know. He's the president in one of those movies. I think mm. Deep Impact, I think. Yeah, no. Um... Sir Patrick, he's not. He's. I don't think he's. He's been knighted, hasn't he? Sir Patrick if he Stewart. He hasn't. He should have been. I England, think he's been knighted. Patrick Stewart. Yeah, he's Seti, the original uh, Pharaoh. Mm-hmm. Uh, Helen Mirren. The Queen. Uh, Steve Martin. 
Oh, I love these two. He plays Hotep. And Martin Short. He plays Hui. Yes. And they are amazing. What a duo they are in that movie. They're they're kind of the answer to Timon and Pumbaa, or you just have this little well, duo that comes in for some comedy. Listening to it, I was like, that's totally, uh, I can't remember their names in uh, Hercules. The oh the Hades uh, sidekicks pain and panic pain and panic yeah. yes that's correct that's yeah that's They're that's them what I thought with a little um show busy flair mm-hmm. and I of, love it of they, Steve Martin and the, Martin Short yeah exactly and the fact that they're you know bringing some magic to the court and you know trying to fool everybody into thinking that they're powerful and they're just doing you know tricks yeah that's great and and knowing that Steve Martin is a you know longtime magician. I, I just think it's it's the perfect role for them, and they're, they're that scene where they do their song, you're playing, playing with, with the, the big, big boys, boys now. That's so, I love it. I just like because like they they go through all the like a bunch of the Egyptian gods, mm-hmm. and they you know use uh, like enunciation. And, yeah. I'm sorry, not enunciation, like pronunciation yeah. of all their names. I'm like, good job, guys. Yeah, that's it's really, very cool. Because you could have been like Seti. Yeah. Nefertiti. Well, there's you know. so much authenticity to this movie. I, you know, they they studied Egypt when they made it. They yeah. took trips there. And they real they even consulted religious figures, um, you know they consulted some Jewish leaders, some uh, Christian leaders, some Arab leaders. Like they they really went all out and wanted to go for an authentic look and feel for this. And I've always been fascinated with Egyptology. And when this movie came out, I was just blown away that they were creating environments that took us right into a living, breathing mm-hmm. ancient Egypt with those huge awe-inspiring temples and columns and all the pictographs and man it it kills me every time i see it just great set design in that yeah movie. like watching so this good. watching this again i was like i want to go to egypt oh i i definitely but do i always it's have. one of those you know <laughs> nowadays it's not yeah it's it in I, 1998 would have been possible maybe but... yeah i mean it it's always from our perspective it does seem a little uh, dicey sometimes when you think of traveling to the Middle East or, or North Africa and uh, but I mean there's a there's a large tourist trade in Egypt and I, I would love to partake in that someday and that's what their main export is and it's tourism uh, it may be I don't, I don't know what their their economy is really driven by but I, I, I would imagine that's a large part of it yeah but I mean okay so we talked about the actors mm-hmm. Do who, wanna... who did a great job oh, I don't God. actually feel like there is a single actor I, I that drops that it, the ball in that movie. I forgot that was Val Kilmer. Oh, he does a fantastic yeah, job. Yeah, I was like, oh, so geez, good. that is Val Kilmer. Well, and we talked about how he played both Moses and God. Mm-hmm. The reason they did that is when they just, when they were going to figure out what do we want God to sound like, they were trying to figure out something unique. And they basically, you know, they looked at, at film and they looked at other examples of you know if, if we have God in a movie what does he sound like well after they went through this process they kind of came up with this idea that they wondered if what if when God speaks to you it's just kind of like the voice in your head so it's almost like you hear your own voice it's God speaking but because you know we kind of hear our own voice in our head mm-hmm. that's what they decided to go with as the concept so it's kind of a a lighter, softer Val Kilmer. I mean, he voices it, but he kind of speaks in a softer, yeah. more soothing to- tone, less of a baritone than he uses in his, in his Moses voice. And it's a really fascinating choice to make. And I think it's a really good choice because it ended up being unique and it totally worked. Yeah, there's another thing about this movie that I, I noticed, and I wasn't really, I was expecting more of it, but they did not throw religion at your face. No, I mean Which it's a historical really, really story, nice. so I, I think they could they could because I mean stand they like they didn't say like my lane. God's better than your God. They never did like a you know uh, the God of the Hebrews is better than all of the Egyptian gods. They never did that. They would mm. they all they basically said was the my the God of my people says to let them go, right. and they'd be like, well, our gods say you know mm. sawed off pretty much. So right, I I, th- I thought that was nice a nice little contrast that they never actually came out and said you know anything you know about either set of religions yeah there definitely wasn't any browbeating in it no. and i think that lent lended it some of its success and yeah, it made 218 million dollars when it was in the box office yeah so. and like i said it was 
you know, it, it, that story has been told a million times and, and everybody knows the story. It's not like they're saying anything new. So they don't need to preach with it. Yeah. You know, they're just they're just trying to and I think they do a better job than any other example I've ever seen. They're trying to express all of the um, emotion and intensity and gravity of that story. And I think they do it so much better than any other iteration I've seen. I love the old movie Ten Commandments with Charles Heston. Heston. It's epic as hell but what they do in this movie captures so Exodus? much more about it um yeah yeah it, the, yeah, that one, that one, uh, yeah it, it's there i love all those epic films but i think this one just does such a better job because they're able to pull off better effects and yeah. they're able to animate things that can really pull at you and draw feeling from you and get you to understand what it would be like to be a Hebrew in that situation. Also what it would be like to be an Egyptian in that situation. Yeah. I like how they showed you all those angles and just those different attitudes and the things that they were, would have been culturally uh, accustomed to. And I thought they did a great job with it. And, you know, as we were talking about the acting. I don't think anybody drops the ball. I think the yeah. acting is so good there's not a bad choice in there and they all make uh great characters top to bottom yeah there i only have one problem with the anime i didn't have any problem with the um well maybe um uh, what's her name is it miriam is that his mm -hmm. younger sister sandra bullock yeah um her like her little kid voice oh when, when she, she sings, was a kid they, i don't i didn't think it fit I got the but, impression cause, cause that that was, was an adult putting on a little kid voice. It, that's like a, exactly like a voice what it actor. sounded like. I agree. There may be a little bit of a hitch with that moment. And then there was one We're part. We're really of, nitpicking it. I this know. Point. And then there was one part. Yeah, I mean, there's one part of the animation that I didn't. I thought was weird. What's um, that? At the very. Like, right after the whole. Uh, they did the chariot race thing and they're going back to the palace. Mm -hmm. um, it shows them, and there you see them talking to each other. Yeah. And in front of them, their horses are pulling, but the horses don't have heads. The horses don't have heads. The horses don't have heads. It's like it they're goes not to, just uh, leaning. Unless like their heads they're aren't leaning, unless down. they're leaning like really, really far. Because mm -hmm. I mean, when we watch the movie, like their heads are up pretty much the whole time. But this time, it's like their neck, and then they're like, "Oh, we don't need to finish it." That's um, what it looked I like. That be, was what it looked I would like. Assume and, and it looked, their heads are just pointed down. Like, I, I, we should watch that after we're done with yeah, this. Yeah, and I, I, I was looking at it, and I was like. That's really weird. Yeah. But that, that was weird. my only other – the, the one part that I absolutely loved, mm -hmm. and I wish that I could get like a maybe like a still from it or mm -hmm. something like that, but it's when they find baby Moses. They did it in this scene and then one other scene. It's when they find Moses and like uh, the – not Pharaoh S. Oh, the queen. The, the queen. Yeah. The queen and her two – you no know, handmaidens mm -hmm. are with baby uh, Ramses, yeah. and you just like they're wearing those like white like yeah the linens linens yeah and then just their bodies underneath it yeah I thought that was really well done it's really beautiful it was, they it was they so did a pretty. great like, job of and you know the the character designs of all the Egyptians had a very certain look and the character designs of the Hebrews, the Hebrews had a very yeah. certain look. And they did a great job distinguishing those two and, and showing you the difference. And, I mean, everything in that movie, just it's it's nailed down so well. The only slight things that I have a problem with, there are a couple of character designs, which I don't know. I, I don't know Moses. if it's because they were trying to over-stylize some things. I actually, I like Moses a lot. But, I like young uh, Moses. Has a strange look to me. The it's, fact that she looks like Pocahontas. Well, not really. I don't think she looks like she Pocahontas. Looks, I, I think I think she's, she's, she's got, like Pocahontas mixed with Tia Carrere. I just I, okay, Tia Carrere a little bit. I, I I just feel like the proportions of her face are a little bit off, and I don't. I think the eyes are a little wide set. I think the nose is a little long and tiny at the same time it it's a strange look to me and i don't know if if there is because they were the she was from like the uh the nubians or something yeah. other like some other north african tribe and 
I mean, that may be more of an accurate look. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm not trying to be insensitive culturally or anthropologically or whatever. But we're, talk- but yeah, I'm just also saying, we're talking from an art perspective. Yeah, just from an art perspective, I, she's got kind of a weird look to me. Yeah. And like she makes some faces like when she was pissed off, when uh, yeah, you know general. she got brought before the court. Yeah. And, and then it's like, wow, I, this, they did some interesting choices there. And so – I, I don't know. Every time I watch that movie, her face is just a little strange to me. Yeah. Other than that, I think the animation is is pretty spectacular. They do some – I feel like they do some action and some human movement in this that I don't see in other movies. You know, real stuff of the, of people falling over and, you know, like a leg flying up because, you know, your momentum would just carry you that way. Yeah. And really neat angles of things that you don't see in a lot of movies. Like, you know, you – Ramses is riding his chariot up above and Moses is like, yeah, but the view is not very good. And you kind of see up his little tunic there. And, you know, I mean, it's just funny, clever things like that that you don't see in a lot of other movies. And I appreciate that, the the different angles that you see a lot of these characters in. I had problems with Moses' head. Really? Yeah. It, it seemed bizarre. Like, when he's grown up. Mm-hmm. Like, not when he's a teenage, whatever, he looks totally fine. But when he grows up, his hair kind of sticks off to the side a little yeah. bit, and it looks like his like he's like pressed in. It looks like he has a T-shaped head. Yeah, and it looks like his like his head shrunk. I think that's more the hair and the beard, and I think it's it it's meant but to. But he, lo- well, he looks he looks proportional mm-hmm. when he's younger, but he looks he doesn't look proportional. Well, it it's looks the like wig it, though when he's younger. It it well even when he has the even when he has out. the. Uh, the short hair after mm-hmm. he gets rid of his wig he still looks proportional yeah. but then his head doesn't seem to fit his body hmm. and it may be because he's wearing all the big clothes too at that yeah, point yeah i think but he, I think that's he part didn't, of it. i don't know for whatever reason hmm. it just never clicked with me i was like he totally he still clicks. looked weird he totally clicks with me i i think he's one of my favorite character designs ever i love his character design uh, really yeah a good job. young moses un, until he gets yeah he <laughs> just looks he looks ugly <laughs> awesome well, I mean, I, I, I think this movie is is supreme. Like I said, I, I just think there's very little wrong with it. Did we talk about the music yet? We haven't talked about the music. Let's the talk music. about the music. I went, uh, Real quick, before we go into the music, there was one piece mm-hmm. that, I, that I thought was really, really well done. Okay. It's when Patrick Stewart's talking, and uh, he's kind of like chastising Ramsey and Moses for their whole right. thing. And you see his yes, uh, I know exactly where you're going in the background, and then mm-hmm. he goes up and does the exact same. Yeah, pose you see them right both in, in profile. It. That's so good. I agree. That's it's one of my favorite cool. moments. Yeah, I I love the, all of the architecture and design work they did in both the temples and and formal spaces of the city, and also in the Hebrew village. I think all of that design work is so amazing and. From what limited, uh, you know, knowledge I have of Egyptology, just having a, a an interest in it, but having not having studied it, everything looks so accurate to me. You know, everything looks, the colors, the materials, uh, the scale. I think they ramped up the scale a little bit just to make it a little more awe-inspiring, but. In any case, there are some epically huge monuments and yeah. structures in ancient Egypt. You know, the ones that still are around that we can see. There's, there's probably more that we that have crumbled in time or buried in sand that we'll never know of. But, you know, all of those elements were so well done. And I love that they used so much color in the uh, temples and the pictographs mm-hmm. because we know from those preserved places that really haven't been you know weather eroded or what have you they use tons of paint on those stone carvings and that makes it more fascinating to me and the fact that they we were able to see it as if it was living and, and alive today is one of the neat things about this movie and i think we mentioned it in one of our other podcasts I don't remember which one it was, but we talked about the dream sequence where uh, Moses comes back from yeah. running into Miriam and, and Aaron, he's all in hieroglyphics. and he has that That's nightmare really in cool. hieroglyphics. And I think that is one of the most fascinating choices you could do because 
you know, I just imagine a person growing up around those things and growing up in that world. That's how you process things. That's your language. That's your visual cue for so many things. And the idea that you would dream in hieroglyphs makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. I, but I never would have thought of it until I saw that movie. And I think it's, I think it's wonderful. All right, let's go into the music. Let's Hans Zimmer. Yes. And Steven Schwartz. So yeah, Hans Zimmer did the score, and Schwartz, mm-hmm. Schwartz does all did the, the songs. songs. Yeah, that what a what a duo they made. They, they, this soundtrack is is both haunting and um, uplifting at the same time. I love it. Because um, let's see, uh, the first song that we have is the first song is "Deliver Us," right? Deliver Us. Yeah. Yeah, so good. Kind of reminds me of. It's, it's Arabian like, it's like, Nights, it's but like three, serious. It's like three songs in one. Yeah. And it's great. I, I love that they, they only do it in the songs. They don't do it in the uh, like in the actual dialogue. Mm-hmm. But this is one of two songs, I think. Two that I know of. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe maybe third. Maybe the third one with... Uh, maybe four? No, I think maybe, maybe only three where they actually use Hebrew. Could it be five? I don't think they use Hebrew in five songs. But yeah, I think there's three songs that they use Hebrew. Probably six then. <laughs> I you, hate you. I can't really punch me. I'm behind my microphone. You can't oh, I punch totally, me. I know what. All I have to do is like move your microphone oh, forward. And knock my teeth me. out. <laughs> um, um, but yeah. Yeah, um, they they did use Hebrew in, in at least I, two of the songs. Because like we have that maybe one, more. That, oh, that they one, do in the the, like the when, song when with leaving. all the slaves. No, when they're making the. The, when they're stomping the mud and yeah, that's trampling that's the, the one song. Is that part of the same song? That's all it one. Is. That's all You're one. Right. It's that's, a seven-minute song. That's why it's three songs in one. Yeah, yeah they they definitely use Hebrew in that song. Mm-hmm. And which one when they're leaving? When they're leaving. When they're exiting. Yeah, and like at the very end, like it, it's like when they're exiting, and then like the kids sing, mm-hmm. and the, oh the yeah, girls, yes. and then the choir behind starts singing yes. in Hebrew too. God, I love the way that that song builds. It just starts with this slow little ballad. And then it turns into this joyous chorus. Uh, it's wonderful music. Just really good. And then there's uh, Playing With The Big Boys Now. Such a good song. I I mean, I knew Steve Martin could kind of sing. Because, you know, yeah. I've heard him on SNL a couple mm-hmm. times. But he and Martin Short together. It was it's dynamite. It's really, really good. They do it's such a good job. It's one of my favorite songs. Yeah, and it's such a great scene, too. The staging of it. Yeah. And kind of the you get to see a lot of the interplay between you know that court magic versus you know maybe some real actual power of god mm-hmm. stuff going on and while they're razzling and dazzling the crowd Moses, uh, Moses snake, staff the eats yeah. the other snakes and, yeah. and nobody sees that yeah, cuz like, of all the, the crowd smoke like at the end they're like yeah you guys were great <laughs> <laughs> yeah it it's a really good scene and that song is great they do they handle it very well yeah yeah and and it it's good because it's a case where they wrote a song that could sit in the wheelhouse of two people who, you know, they're not singers, they're comedians, mm-hmm. but they can sing a little. And they wrote this song in a key and, you know, in a, in a range that they could both just handle and inject some of their comedy into it. And so it's perfect. You know, you, you don't need some powerhouse singer to come in and sing that. It was It's a perfect choice. Yeah. Great job. Um, and I didn't really think, you know, we needed a powerhouse singer to come in and sing. Probably one of my other, well, I'd say one of my favorite songs. Like, I like the majority of the singing yeah, songs. Well, so actually, good. I think I like all of them. How many, I, song, I how like many songs are there? Oh, I, uh, I did say lot. I didn't like the... Well, you just that didn't like real, the oh, performance of that one. Ugh, so yeah. bad. Well, I mean, this, this soundtrack is so epic. Not only did it give us a pop cover by Boys to Men, it also gives us the only duet between Whitney Houston and Mariah Carey, because they're the ones that did the commercial version of When You Believe. And it was a big hit. Yeah. That's impressive to get those two divas together on a track. And we can't forget, we also have a song by Amy Grant. We do? Who I forgot used, Amy Grant. Who used to be extremely popular. Oh, yeah, popular. she does the River, the River Lullaby. Lullaby. Yeah. Excellent. It's a, it's a beautiful melody. I really do love it. It's the kind of soundtrack that sticks with you for days. I'll, I'll be humming these songs all week. Yes. And enjoying it while I do. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's basically what I've been doing for the last couple of days. I've mm-hmm. been on YouTube just listening <laughs> to the soundtracks. Yeah, definitely. So. Um, but yeah, then we have uh, the 
through heaven's eyes mm, yeah that one's that's a good song. that one's really good yeah because there we get our progression of time yeah that's where we get our montage mm-hmm. every movie's got to have one that's uh, epic like this and this is a really good one i i love the the pacing of this movie in general i think they do a great job of slowing down when they need to and speeding up when they need to and they allow you to really feel like time is passing and like specifically the character of Moses is evolving. Yeah. And they do such a great job with it. And a lot of what they do, they do it through music or through the score that Hans Zimmer did. And I agree, that song is great. And it goes right into that scene where he's out tending his flock mm-hmm. and, you know, sees the burning bush and we get to hear God speak. And what a fantastic uh, version of that scene. Yeah. It's so well done. And I like how they... Uh interplay because i'm not 100 percent sure if it's moses's theme mm-hmm. uh or, or like I, i'm not 100 percent sure but they keep playing like that, that little interlude from uh deliver us mm-hmm. the, throughout the whole movie it just like yeah. different points like they do it in the yeah. hieroglyph scene mm-hmm. um they do it all over the place they just that little interlude that they just keep putting right. everywhere so yeah. it's like you know this song yeah. I, I think that's nice so I whenever you hear it, you're like oh yep there it is there it is there he is. <laughs> yeah, just we we can't say enough good things about this movie. It's it's one of the best. So yeah. let's rank it oh, or geez. rate it. Sorry, rate let's it. rate it. Give it five. What do you want? What do you want to use as your rating scale this time? Oh man, I need to, I need to have like a list. Out of five, I raws. Did, I did of what? Ra, the sun god. Oh dude, Ra's my Anubis. Ra's my, my homeboy. All right. Um, he was in that first Stargate movie. Um, but I'm going to go off of some Stargate SG-1. So wow. I'm going to give it some Apophysis. Oh my gosh, that's lame. It's not <laughs> even animated. Loves Everyone loves Apophysis. No, go animated. Well, Raw was never animated. He's mentioned in this movie. So is Apophis and Okay, do it, do it out of Setis then. Uh, or out of Pharaohs. Let's just go Pharaohs. Out of Pharaohs. Yeah. Five. Five Pharaohs. Five, five pharaohs. Nice. Um, I give this out of five Jiminy Crickets. This is one of my fives. Oh, crap. <laughs> I was drinking. I adore this movie, and it gets a five from me. It's one of very, very few animated movies that gets a five. We have to find a movie that one of us hates. There's something that one of us hates. Because so... so far, we've We're been... pretty close. We've, we've both liked all your stuff yeah that's true so we need to find something so you'll make me watch like cars or something and you'll love it it'll you'll give it like a 4.5 at least 4.5 like 176 maybe <laughs> yeah so we need to yeah we need to find something that's we don't really no, that shouldn't see be the goal the goal should on. be to show us things but we that need we like some sort of contrast there though. will be there will yeah. be you're I mean, gonna take me down to anime town oh, and God, i'm gonna struggle going down to anime town. i'm definitely gonna struggle but, yeah, I mean, this was a – I don't know. I want to buy this now. Oh, you should own this. You don't own it? I don't own it. Oh, you should. Dude, like I said, like – Well, I, everybody's I, lucky right now because it's streaming on Netflix, right? Yes, that's where you watched it. That's where I so, watched it. Excellent. Yeah, if you haven't seen this and you don't own it, go stream it on Netflix. It's great. You should have already because we would have posted days ago. Yeah. But if you haven't, do it now. If you haven't, why are you listening to this? We exactly. already told you what we're talking about. Um, but, yeah. You ready for was... a top five? Yeah, well – yeah, I think we can go ahead and uh, jump into that top five. All right, let's do top five next. Jeffrey, do it. <laughs> <laughs> and now for another top five. All right, Josh Kane, are you ready to do battle in the top five arena? Let's do it. Yes. All right, so it's my turn to go first, right? Yes. Okay. So this week, everybody, we are ranking our top five animated vehicles. So this Again, should be interesting. You don't make it easy. What do you mean? Just because I give you too many options? You give me all the options in the world. Well, yeah. We want to have some that are wide open. We'll, we'll narrow some other ones down to Disney or to DreamWorks or Studio Ghibli, something like that. But this Ghibli. one, this one's a broad spectrum. So any animated vehicles can go on your list. So I'll kick it off. My fifth ranked vehicle it's an oldie but a goodie, and one that probably not many people know. Speed buggy. No, it's Dang. definitely not speed buggy, which you just told me about today at lunch. 
I, I can't do speed buggy. I'm Is not that what he sounds like? He sounds like Porky Pig, but a car? Well, he's like... <laughs> yeah, no, it's like, yeah, yeah, it's great. Nice. Um, yeah, not speed buggy. Now, there's a, a Mickey Mouse cartoon. It's got Mickey Mouse, Donald, and Goofy in it. I believe it's from the 40s, and it's called Mickey's Trailer. And this trailer has all the gadgets you could think of in a trailer, all the little pop-out things and all the bells and whistles, and it's a hilarious little cartoon. It actually inspired uh, an idea that I have for the design of an attraction for the Disney parks. I really want to make a ride based on this short film. It's okay. amazing. But anyway, my pick for number five is the actual trailer. And um, if you want to go to YouTube, you can watch it. It's called Mickey's Trailer. It's like a nine-minute cartoon is all. It's worth a watch. It's hilarious. Classic Mickey, Donald, and Goofy. So it's well worth it. Okay. That's my number five. Never heard of it. You need to go watch it. I'm telling you, it's good. All right. Oh, man. See, I... I had a feeling Gavin's <laughs> going to pull some crazy random thing from a 13-second skit that Walt Disney did right before, you know, right after World War II. He's like, okay, so we have 13 seconds of stuff that's just on the cutting room floor. Throw it together, draw a car, boom, Gavin's going to choose it. There's no throwing together at Disney, just so you know. <laughs> all right What's my number, number five? five my number five i also went kind of old okay it's on the same lines as speed buggy <laughs> but i went the mystery machine nice scooby-doo oh, yeah. and scooby and scrappy mm -hmm. and the 13 ghosts of scooby-doo and the new adventures of scooby-doo and scooby-doo mystery incorporated and all the other scooby-doos throughout time there were that many different tv series yeah there's like 30 tvs yeah wow, have you I ever seen know. the 13 ghosts of scooby-doo no, I don't like Scooby-Doo, so I didn't watch Yeah, it's anymore. crap, but, and Scrappy's in it, and that's just awful, but Vincent Price is in there. Nice! And he also, do like does, he also does, like, the uh, like the intro. Oh, that's yeah, cool. Yeah, it's that's really very cool. cool. I do, you know, I said I don't like Scooby-Doo, and that's true, but I do like the Mystery Machine. That is a groovy van. Yes. You don't know what's going on in the back of that mm -hmm. van. Oh, all kinds of fun, I bet. Giggity. <laughs> all right, Jesus, get off this. <laughs> All right, back to me. Number four. Number four is from my favorite Studio Ghibli movie, My Neighbor Totoro. Cat you know bus? what it is? Yes, the oh, famous I you were cat gonna, bus. I thought you were going to go his moving castle. No, that's in Howl's Moving Castle. Yeah. Oh, I'm about to throw this. I know it's in Howl's Moving Castle. <laughs> but when you went Ghibli, I was like, oh, he's going to go Howl's yeah. go Moving Castle. I wanted to put Howl's Moving Castle on my list, but I couldn't do two Ghibli ones. If I'm going Ghibli, I'm going cat bus. Cat bus is where it's at. So that's my number four. Nice. Okay. My number four, I went back in time again Ooh. to little cartoon called Speed Racer. Oh, okay. And I chose the Mach 5. Nice. Because, dude, that car is so cool. You know, I never really – I don't think I've ever watched Speed Racer, like, at all. Why? You know, it was. I find. It Did you not have like Boomerang or like no, Cartoon that, Network back in the day? Well, when I was a kid, Cartoon Network wasn't a thing. First of all, yeah. uh, second they still of had all, Hanna-Barbera cartoons. They did, but what I realized when I ventured out of my hometown as an adult and began speaking with people about what they watched as kids is back in the '80s and earlier, a lot of television, especially children's television, was regional. So people that I met that grew up in other states had a completely different venue of cartoons that they were able to partake in on their Saturday morning than I had. And I had cartoons that they had never heard of. So I think there's a lot of things that, you know, like Speed Racer is one of those. I never even heard of it until I was in college. Like it didn't even exist in, in my world. Okay. So, and I just have never gone back and watched it. All right. Is it a good cartoon? Yeah, man. Yeah. There's a chimp. I knew there was a chimp. And he gets in the back, and he gets in the trunk with the with a little boy who, for whatever reason, <laughs> decides that they're going to go on races. Nice. Like, that's incredibly dangerous. Because, <laughs> like, every race in Speed Racer is someone wants to kill Speed. Mm. Like, you're going to die, kid. So, wow. let's sneak in and help Speed Racer. Like, no, that's not a bad idea. That, that'd be, that's very bad. Do not do that. <laughs> so, so, yeah, big like, on his, the safety. Yeah, it has, like, oil slicks and mm -hmm. stuff like Yeah, it's crazy. So is that all they do in that show is race? 
uh, race, and then there's drama, and there's ooh, ah, ah, type stuff. Okay. Like, what? Like, really big overacting. Okay. Hilarious. Is that an American show, or is it a Japanese, no, Japanese. show? That, okay, I thought it was Japanese. I wasn't sure. Excellent. Yeah, see, when I was growing up, I don't think anything Japanese had really come over beside... Well, were the Transformers... They were Japanese, right? I don't know. I never, I never, I never cared about Transformers. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Number no. three? Are we on three? Three! I think so. All right, so I'm going to the world of stop-motion animation for this one, and a franchise called Wallace and Gromit. Have you seen any of those shows? Um, maybe. Uh, we're going to have to watch some of that. Anyway, in one of their original short films called A Close Shave, uh, it features quite prominently their motorcycle and sidecar. And it is the coolest, neatest little motorcycle and sidecar. And there's this one scene in particular where they're in a chase scene and it, it, they're pursuing another vehicle and um, they have to split apart. So the motorcycle goes one way and the sidecar goes another way. Well, the sidecar has Gromit in it, the little dog, and he basically, like, the road ends and he goes off a cliff. And he has a little button he pushes, and it turns into the cutest little airplane. Like, just wings come out, propeller comes out, and he just flies up into the air. And it's so adorable and so B.A. at the same time. I love it. Okay. You need to watch this stuff. Oh, man. See? It's like happy, magical, animated stuff. Your stuff is just all over the place, man. Yeah, vehicles is a broad category. Bring it with some variety, Josh Kane. You got three more race cars? A mystery machine and the Mach 5? Yeah, they're just two vehicles, like two cars. Well, I'm going to go a little bit different. All right. We're going to go from the anime. Oh, okay. We're going to go Big O. Big O. The Big O, yeah. From, the Big O. Well, it's the Big O from Big O. Forget it. It's basically, <laughs> um, it's Batman mm-hmm. and like Gundam mixed together. So he's like okay. Batman in a mag. Because the dude is basically Bruce Wayne. Oh, okay. He's suave, millionaire, playboy, yeah. philanthropist, not Tony Stark. The one before Tony Stark <laughs> who's cooler. So yeah, he's that's basically what he is. And he gets in the Big Mac and they fight some you know, monsters and other mechs and stuff. So what is this vehicle exactly? It's a big giant mech guy. So basically like a big suit that walks and fights, right? Yeah. Okay. It's like an Ava from Evangelion. Okay. You right. that Yeah. That you know. Yeah, I know. Okay. That. Yeah. So it's like an Ava. I got you. Yeah. I'm or a board. Gundam for people that don't like Avas. Or a big walkie suity punchy thing. Yes. For the rest of us. Like a big walkie suity punchy. <laughs> number two number two <laughs> no that's a good pick i like the uh, pick i just i don't have any of those on my list because i don't i don't really know the next those. one's going to be from the 50s folks um no the next one is from the 80s actually oh okay yeah and actually it was something that our friend aaron uh tipped me off to today at lunch because i had forgotten speed about buggy. this one no that's Dang you it. again and nobody's picking speed buggy he's in my ever. honorable mentions no he shouldn't be Anyway, it's Benny, the taxi cab from Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Oh, yeah. That is one of my favorite cars. Like, when I was a kid, I loved that car. I, I loved that movie, but I thought Benny was hilarious. That's a good car. Okay. Again, I saw that once when I was maybe like eight. Man, you so. need to watch it again. It's so good. It's just such a great um, movie. Too bad it's not bottom. an animated movie for us to watch on the podcast. Well, we can Crap. just watch it just because. Yeah, sure. And it's mostly anime. I don't watch things just because. Unless yeah, it's Starship Troopers. Just because I say you or do. Or Jurassic do. Park. Those I'll watch all the time. Mm, Jurassic Park. All day, great. every day. Um, my number two? Yeah, mm-hmm. we're number, number two. two. My number two. We're going to stay away from anime. Ooh. We're going to go to the Batmobile from Batman the Animated Series. I figured that was going to make an appearance yeah. here. And just any of the Batmobiles that have been animated throughout the years. And it, so, which ones have been animated though? Because um, well, I think he had. Did he have a Batmobile in Batman Beyond? I know he had that glider that he used a lot, the Batwing thing. I think he had a car. Yeah. In Batman Beyond, um, yeah, he's like Batman's got like all kinds of vehicles in uh, so Justice what, League. So, like in uh, Batman the Animated Series, mm-hmm. what did the Batmobile look like? Like related to uh, one of the movies. What did it look closest to? Kind of like the Val Kilmer. So, not the Val Kilmer one. Oh, gross. Uh, kind of like the first one with Keaton. Oh, you the know Tim how Burton it's big one. and long? Uh-huh. With except, the big fins except on Except take it? the stupid fins off because they serve no purpose. 
Well, the only thing I didn't like about the fins in the movie is that they weren't real sturdy, so they, they, kind they of wobbled. wobbled. <laughs> <laughs> Even as a kid, I was like, mm, they could have done it's better like, on that. That thing's going to take off and fly. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. I, I don't think I've seen enough of the Batman cartoons to picture the animated versions of the Batmobile. Man, yeah, we'll we'll get you into some right. some of those. Cool. cool. Paul cool. Dini action. Nice. Okay. Number one. Wait. Do you have any honorable mentions? Honorable mention. Well, yeah, I think my honorable mention would be Howl's Moving Castle. Okay. That one was really close to making my list, but Cat Bus beat it out because I like the Cat Bus a lot. All right. Fair cool. play. Fair so. play. And I didn't really have any others that were close. I thought of some others, but I think that's it. I mean, technically, we could have gone with a lot of horses, because horses are used as vehicles. Yeah, but you know? I, I also associate them with characters. Yeah, that's true. So, well, I mean, a lot of my vehicles are characters. That's I think that's the difference between our list, is a lot of yours are just vehicles. Mine are vehicles, but they're oh, also Oh, I'm not characters. done. Well, I know. I know, but so I got far. one left. So far. All right, we're up to number one. Numero uno. Okay. So anybody that knows me knows that I am quite passionate about a particular Pixar movie known as Cars. So I Mater. could have populated my entire list with just the residents of Radiator Springs. But I had to put my very favorite car of all on the top of my list, the one and only Toe Mater. Crickets. Oh, sorry. I fell asleep for a second. Whatever. You were going on about cars. You give cars you no respect. You don't like respect. Lightning McQueen? I love Lightning McQueen. He's great. Well, then why? But I like Toe is... Mater better. All right. Mater is the heart and soul of that franchise, and he is. What about Doc? Doc's dead. Oh, <gasps> yeah. spoilers! He didn't die in the first one, did he? I mean, basically, yeah. When you come back from the second one, it's like, yeah, he's gone. I mean, Paul Newman died, and he was the voice, so they he died. <gasps> <laughs> But uh, single tear. Yeah. Let's dump out some um, uh, motor oil. I mean, pour it out for our homies. It, you you got to give cars more respect, man. It's you got to give it another chance. Well, if you can go back in time and make it to where kids don't take those crappy little trading cards and throw them on the floor, make them hard for me to sweep up at the theater, and then Jeez. vomit, you know, cherry flavored gummies that we used to sell all over those cards and all over the floors, then I may like it better. Yeah, that's a pretty lame reason to not like a movie, though. I don't accept that argument. I accept it. All right. What's your number one? First, I've got some honorable mentions. Oh, okay. My number one honorable mention, Speed Buggy. Oh, my gosh, with the Speed Buggy. Okay, so we were at lunch today Mm -hmm. at our wonderful job. Mm -hmm. and Our, Our job. You're like, dude, we have people that listen. Right. Yeah, our wonderful job. Yeah, our job. To the people at work. I said wonderful, <laughs> so, you know, just keep that in mind. But anyway, so we were, we were at the cafeteria eating lunch, and we were talking about this subject, and I mentioned Speed Buggy. Nobody knew who Speed Buggy was. So I'm like, Speed Buggy was just like a ripoff of... What did you, you say? Know, it had eight episodes? It had 16. Oh, 16, 16 whole episodes it, back in the 70s. Don't belittle it. Yeah, it belittles itself. Um, so yeah, it was like 1973 or four, um, yeah. it had 16 whole episodes mm-hmm. and I'm like, it's basically just a Hanna-Barbera ripoff of Scooby-Doo. Right. And I'm like, here you go. Have this. It's like the, the, they basically, they, they look the exact same. Do they solve mysteries? I don't know. Oh, you've never even seen the I've, show? I've only ever seen the crossovers with, uh, oh Scooby-Doo, my gosh. but I knew he existed. Okay. I also knew that Jabberjaw... These guys also didn't know that Jabberjaw existed. Yeah. He's like, no respect, no respect. That's Jabberjaw, man. I've never seen anything And they didn't know that Josie and the Pussycats was a TV show. They knew it was a movie. Yeah. Well, when the movie came out is when I became aware that it's from a cartoon. Are those the lyrics? Blah, blah, blah. I don't know the lyrics. It's from the 70s. Yeah, again, those shows didn't play where I grew up. They they were not on my TV. Missing out, man. Uh, We had other Hanna-Barbera, like Yogi Bear and stuff like that, but we did not have... You know what we'll do? All those other... To catch you up on some Hanna-Barbera goodness, we'll watch some Harvey Birdman, Attorney at Law. I know Harvey Birdman. Yeah, they talk... Speed Buggy's in there. And Jabberjaw's in there, and the I mean, Pussycats are in there. I didn't watch Harvey Birdman, but I know what it is. Oh, I've got like two seasons of Harvey Birdman. So we may, wait, we may wait do Harvey Birdman. they just bring on old Hanna-Barbera? Yeah, dude, it's Hanna-Barbera. It's like, oh, we've got the license to all of these, uh, and they're just sitting around doing nothing. Mm-hmm. So they're like, 
um, we'll, we'll use them. Hmm. We'll just put them in stupid scenarios. Interesting. Yeah. It's like, right. there's one episode where uh, Fred Flintstone's the Godfather. Nice. Yeah. Ooh, that would have been a good vehicle, the Flintstones car. It doesn't operate. I mean, yeah, yeah it's it it's foot power, man. Yeah, it's like eight foot power. Well, like two. Four people power. It even says in the thing, by the courtesy of Fred's two feet. Yeah, that's true, isn't it? They yeah. don't all... No, are you kidding me? Do you, th- do you think Wilma, she doesn't do anything at home? Dude, she's too prissy. She's like, she's like, Fred! That's my Wilma. I think <laughs> it's pretty, pretty spot good. on. It's pretty good. She doesn't do anything. She's like, she doesn't even take care of pebbles, really. She like comes in the scene, she's like, you are out bowling again. Yeah, just... it's a real dynamite script on that show. That's for sure. But yeah, we may do Harvey Birdman. Who knows? Okay. Um, Then I had... For my second honorable mention. Man, no, that's your third. This will be your third honorable mention. No, I only had Speed Buggy. Oh, and then you mentioned Jabberjaw. Well, Jabberjaw's a, Jabberjaw's a shark. Harvey you can't, Birdman. You can't and... drive a Jabberjaw. I guess you have a point there. And you can hold on to it like Free Willy style and like ride him. <laughs> um, but I'm going to go, because I could, these were, this was going to be my number like on my list, mm-hmm. but I couldn't decide which one I liked the best. Okay. So I put all of the Gundams. Oh, okay. So, like, more dead psych, heavy arms. Yeah, like, I went all of them. All right. Just because I couldn't remember. When I you couldn't say think of my all favorite. of them, what's a round figure? Uh, I don't know. How many Gundams are there? Uh, are we talking, like, on, 100? On my, list, on my list that I was thinking of, probably about seven, seven, eight. Oh, okay. Couldn't think of one. Okay. But well, my, you were just making a grand gesture with yeah, your arm, just, and I thought maybe there was a hundred. with my – oh, dude, there's, it's been going on since, like, the 70s, that show, so. Yeah. Um – but my number one, mm-hmm. numero uno, mm-hmm. my ein, <laughs> is going to be Evangelion Unit 1 from okay. Neon Genesis Evangelion. Nice. So like with it. pilot Shinji Ikari. That's a good pick. And at one point, Ray. I That's think she pilots at once. Pick. Yeah. I mean, it's no Mater, but... Uh, yeah, because mine can destroy Mater. <laughs> my, none of mine are Plus, mine, mine is a character because it does go insane. Kind of, yeah. And that's, goes, ah, that's you know, true. And, yeah. They're kind of semi characters, I would say. Eats it. Eats an angel at one point. Oof. Yeah, like breaks yeah. it up. Eats mm. it. Wow. Yeah. Fun times. Yeah. Again, Josh goes darker than Gavin yeah, goes. Yeah, you know. <laughs> that was a pretty good top five. I, was... I knew that was going to be tons of variety. Yeah. We went all over the map there. We yeah. really did. That a good top five. Good episode. Yeah. That was pretty good. Excellent. Little uh, Prince of Egypt accent. Oh, yeah. Words. I see. The last, words the last, don't matter on the, the last couple, the last couple podcasts. I just bleh, 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 at the end, so I just lose it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. Oh, but, hey, here's the question of the night. Do you have a sign off yet? No, still you have don't? a sign off. It's okay. been like seven weeks. I don't right. have a sign off. We need to come up with something we can do in unison. Yeah. Until then, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Josh Elkane. And you can find me. On Twitter and Instagram at Gavin Audison Art. Yep. Thanks a lot, guys, for listening. It was Thanks, quite everybody. fun. All right. Gavin, go ahead and give him your sign off. Made you look. Thank you for listening to the Animation Station Podcast. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Animation Station Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Animate Podcast. Subscribe to us on iTunes and join the conversation at SecretSuperheroClub.com where you can connect with our podcast friends, Cloud City Cast, Getting Into Comics, and Sean of the Gathering. 